is the way. We wanted men. Hey, Glenn. <laughs> so we all got extra coffee this morning. Yeah. Yeah. How's how's uh, your week going? Part of the coffee this morning, though, is because it's so freaking cold out there. It's ridiculously cold out there right now. I don't know what. I know people are, like rolling their eyes. Jason's from Syracuse. I'm even wearing a Syracuse shirt today, but <laughs> it's different down here. It's like there's more moisture. It just like goes right to your bones. Yeah. It's, it's, that's called humidity. Yeah, well, it's a different kind of cold down here <laughs> for those keeping score at home. Plus, when you're not, you know, you, you get it for what, two, you already had it for two or three months. So we've been having pretty decent weather down here. And then all of a sudden it hits 20 and you're just not mentally prepared for that crap. Right. But we got, I mean, we got to get through February. But then after that, it's going to start getting better. Right. Spring. And this is, this is sort of the weekend when this stuff happens, because in my Facebook memories, it's like, eight or nine years ago when we had that bad snap uh snap uh snowstorm that stranded everybody so this is sort of the weekend when that stuff happens right but thankfully there's well it snowed last night we went down to uh, downtown woodstock and had some some dinner and as we're coming home we were like is it snowing and sure enough it was snowing yeah it's snowing out there not much it's basically just covering the leaves that are on my my grass it's not really well it did stick a little bit to the deck, but it's not like on the driveway. Right. It, it hasn't been anything amazing. Right. Nothing magical. Right. You know, magical and makes you, it's just cold enough to where you don't want to do anything and nothing's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I was just looking at the uh, Orin Free Ta. We were talking last week and I was, we were trying to remember the name of the other Twi'lek that's heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Bib Fortuna becomes heavyweight, and we were like, "What's the other Twilight?" His name is Ornfree Ta. Narayan was able to pull that for us, and he was available in the Saga collection. So he's on one of those blue card backs, somewhere uh, back there, somewhere back behind me. But he's got like one of those Senate hover cams that kind of follow the senators around, so you can get like a close up, so you don't have to see them from a distance. And well, if you're a senator, that's what you would see. You would see the hover cam, and then you would look at your console and see the the close-up of that senator talking awesome that's what i was saying to myself before we started and you're like you're talking i hear you and i'm like oh <laughs> I, I am talking i'm not on mute like i thought i was right i thought you were just yeah having a conversation with yourself which you were but i was i was preparing for the show at least you weren't going that damn glenn no <laughs> time to record another damn show he's late again three minutes Ah. Uh. Dude, I was down here moving stuff around because, yeah, you we had, yeah, you found a good deal on cases and threw me one, and I've been rearranging stuff. So avoid the mess behind me if you watch the video later. Yeah, because it, my room's a freaking disaster. It, it's amazing, you know. You don't think it'll be that hard to find room for stuff, but sure enough, you're, it's, 
ridiculous yeah. how bad you know you you move one shelf and then it just takes you days to get everything back in order yeah i found glass cases they're maybe about six feet tall they're glass they're like professional looking they're commercial grade and they're um they're they're tough they're not gonna break they're tempered glass and i was looking for those online because you got the stamps place what is it called yeah stamps it's stamps and there's another place in norcross called something but it's not stamps.com it's like a that's the name of the company that makes these kind of display cases commercial display cases and they were 600 bucks yeah if you can find them if they had them in stock yeah and and so uh it popped up on facebook and like i wasn't even looking for it but it popped up and i'm well i was looking for it yes but i wasn't like actively going to facebook to look for it it just popped up on my feed and i was like oh crap it was one of them for 100 bucks and then as i kind of looked further into the listing it was three of them for 250 bucks and i had just sold off my the chairs that i made the cantina chairs uh-huh so i was able to kind of just apply that for this you know i, I thought you and, were saving uh, that for celebration well, the tickets, <laughs> I still have some of that money for celebration. Don't worry. We're good. All right. But this is an opportunity. I mean, when these things are normally going for 600 bucks, you get three of them for 250. You don't let that go. No, you don't. I'll be good. And so, yeah, I, I, I was like, yes, I'll get them. She's like, I got two other people interested. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm figuring out a truck right now. So I, <laughs> I figure out a U-Haul, I get a 10 foot truck and I get down there. And she kind of made me feel like I had a race down there because she had other people waiting. Uh-huh. So I didn't have my dolly. I didn't have any furniture, um, mats, uh, padding, sheets, blankets, whatever you want to call it, furniture, blankets. I didn't have any of that stuff. And I didn't have anybody to help me. And I assumed that my truck had a ramp. It didn't have a, a <laughs> ramp. Um, but there was, there was someone there who was nice enough to help me. Uh, we got two of them in because I couldn't get the third one in because the truck was too small. We could like, if you could lift these things up straight up into the air and then move them horizontally, horizontally into the truck, they would fit. However, when you start angling things in, there is a moment as it angles in that it's taller than the truck. Right. And it wouldn't, wouldn't make it. So I had to lay these things on the side. Damn. Cause that's the same. Yeah. Same thing we ran into up here. We could. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, you run home and you call me and are like, can you help me? I'm like, uh, not yet, but I ran home and I'm like, traffic is just crazy. I have to go all the way downtown. I, I'm not interested in doing that. However, I've already paid for it and I knew you were looking for one and there was one left. And I said, Hey, look, if you want to pay for mileage on the truck, let's go down and get it. And you're like, yeah, let's do it. Yep. So we went down there, we got it. We pulled it back. Mine are still sitting in the garage. I had to unload mine by myself. I don't know how the hell you did that, dude. I was underneath it. (laughs) (laughs) Not the smartest thing. No. It's just getting it off the truck and then putting it on its side Mm -hmm. and then slowly lifting it back. All right. So I got that. And then we got we got you one. So you're able to to get the display case. How is the because it's got built in and so these were okay. Let me back up because I'm getting excited again. I got so many questions. (laughs) You're actually using yours. Mine are sitting in the garage. Right. However, so yeah, these were part of a church. They were part of their um, shop and they stopped selling. They, they kind of closed down the shop and they're selling off all of the equipment that they were using to display pieces in. 
So these are top of the line, great stuff. A um, little dirty and dusty. We're gonna, I'm gonna have to dust that off. And um, we were able to unload yours and put it up. It's got built-in lighting. It's got halogen, uh, fluorescent lights, not halogen, fluorescent lights. How is the lighting? It's, I'm, I'm looking at mine right now. It's not bad. I, I can probably gonna upgrade it. I don't know. I, it, it, I think it's about where it needs to be because if I upgrade it, the stuff up top is gonna be blown out where the stuff in the bottom would probably look fine. So I'm wondering if it's a case of leaving that light in and using it, but then also mm -hmm. putting some LEDs along the side as good as the LEDs look in my other case, I'd be real tempted because they're pretty cheap, you know, 20 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I'd be real tempted to throw some in there, but I don't know what I do with the, you know, I don't know if you just leave that light in there and not use it because you got the LEDs, but I don't know. Maybe. But I mean, I think it looks, it looks all right. It looks good. Can't complain. The only, the only complaint quote unquote I had was it feels like, at the top and at the bottom, it may bow a little bit because I had issues getting the shelving on the top, like the very top shelf and the very bottom shelf. And it, huh. it didn't matter what glass I used. I, I went back and forth a couple of times with different pieces and it just, you kind of have to like tap it. You're tapping it going, please don't break. Please don't break, you know? Oh, geez. So, but I don't know if I would have moved it up or down an inch or two, if that would have helped or not, but I got it in there and it looks good. I, I no complaints. I don't know how the hell you can wait two, three months to put yours up because I didn't even wait now, like a day. Well, I have that one wall with the rebellion symbol on it. And so I think today I'm going to get Harrison and my wife to help me bring one in. Awesome. We're going to put it there. I'm going to put the cell barge there. I have some of the Return of the Jedi vintage collection pieces that kind of go with the cell barge. I'll put that around that. Um, micro machines will go in there. Maybe some of the carded figures might go in there. I don't know. Yeah. Vintage Kenner stuff. So we'll see. I think I'm going to do that today. And then the other one is going to go right here where this desk is at some point. Because the desk is going to go upstairs into my my bedroom. And I'll probably be recording up there. So I won't be in the Star Wars room anymore. Oh. But we're talking like summertime. We're not, not anytime soon. Right. Well, you won't have to use a blanket anymore when you do that. That's true. Because it's very warm up there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I took all my Bill and Ted stuff and put it in the in this tall case. And then I took all my I'm in the process of moving all my micro collection into that case. And then I'm going to use put all my men on cards or my 12 back run and any other men on card that'll fit in the micro case. And then I've got to find two space to figure out what I'm going to do with two shelves. Um, let's see. Uh, the other thing I did this week, uh, the vintage collection. Um it was kind of based off the Star Wars Forever poster with Kim Simmons. He he, it's a, he called it the Three World poster with Hoth, Tatooine, Tatooine, and why do I say Tatooine twice? Endor. Right. And so he remade that. He used, like I mentioned before, the same sand, the same foliage. I got that framed. I went online because I found a frame at Michael's, and I went online to look for a mat. And I just did a quick Google search, mats online, and I was able to enter the dimensions that I wanted. And it showed up like the next day because apparently this place that I ordered from is in Marietta, which is awesome, right on the other side of the highway, basically. And so it was that was quick. So I, I framed that. I put that up. That looks yeah, great. That looks, that looks good. It's a, a dark red, and it kind of goes with the the tree 
the piece of uh, wood that he used for the tree of Endor. Um, uh-huh. It kind of makes the tree pop out. So it's kind of cool. Awesome. Yeah, somebody has a vintage one up on Deal or No Deal right now. Yeah, well, I just bought these <laughs> display pieces. So, Yeah, I was looking at something on Deal or No Deal last night. I was looking at a Gremlins piece, and uh, it was like a Gremlins proof card. So I bid like 75 bucks on it. And next thing I know, like one of the big wigs, you know, whenever you know you're in trouble, when you know a named collector starts bidding on an item you want, you're like, I, I'm, I'm done. I just, yeah. I can't, I can't, I'm backing off. So man, I told, of course, my wife, I told my wife about it and she doesn't, she's still trying to wrap her head around spending big money on things. And I'm like, it's a proof card and it's like at a hundred bucks. And she's like, ah, no, 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 no. I'm like, but it's a proof card, babe. So she doesn't appreciate it. I would appreciate it, but I'm yeah. not a gremlins person. Um, let's see what else. And then, uh, uh, but I, I want to go back. Before, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. If you put your sail barge in that case, it'll look badass dude put it on the bottom and then put everything around it if it'll fit it'll fit um yeah i'll have to get it in there yeah we'll figure it out yeah no if you, yeah i think of sail barge it would i think it'll take it next level when you, i love when when you see stuff like that when you know it's nice and cased up it just takes everything to the next level yes i'm excited about that now i have two of them so oh, cases not sail barges yeah I had two cell barges, but now I have two cases. Yeah, you can put your Razor Crest in one. Well, I moved, you know, where my Falcon is right here. I kind of moved the Falcon over, and because the Razor Crest has that display stand, I'm hoping I can put it on the other side, and it's, like, angled up, kind of blasting off a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah, that's where I plan on putting that. But I did go to Walmart this week, and they had the new Archive Wave, uh-huh. uh, which consisted of Darth Revan, um, Obi-Wan, Princess Leia, and the 501st Trooper. They must have had two um, two boxes of them because they had two of everything except the 501st, which is the one that I wanted. Oh, but you were able to get it. Did no, they didn't it? have the 501st. Oh. And I didn't get those. I just no. walked away. I was there when I sent you that picture from a couple of days ago. They had the, the Mithral or the, the blue guy, and I think they had the Emperor, and they had that whole wave. It seemed oh. like they just put them out, but that would have been nice to know. Um, I didn't know. You I need an extra bib for tuna for the uh, sail barge because I have the power of the force oh. one, but this new one's got cloth. Well, crap. Sorry. It's all right. It's all good. I'll get one. Don't worry. I don't even know. I think they might have had bib. I-, I thought about messaging you and going, "Look what I found," but you already said that you got them all. So. Oh, those are different. You're talking about the oh. Galaxy of Adventure toys. No, no, right? they had the TVC stuff. Like the new TVC wave. I pre-ordered them. Yeah, I just I'm looking for an extra bit for tuna for this. Well, then next time I'll freaking tell you when I find it. (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, and I did see those new like Galaxy of Adventure toys that I checked the price on them, and it said fifteen dollars for those things, and they they're basically in in a white package with a little plastic window in front of them. I figured it'd be about five bucks because I was like, they had Jedi, they had Luke Jedi, Vader, uh, Baby Yoda, and Mando. And I'm like, for five bucks, I can pick these up for the grandbabies and they'd have fun with them. But then I scanned them and they rang up $15. And, and the only thing I can think of is for some reason it was ringing up wrong on my phone. Because, you know, sometimes you go Walmart and you can order something online and it's more expensive than if you find it in the store because it's a third party. 
Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can think of because if they're wanting $15 for those things, we're in trouble as collectors because that means stuff's going through the roof. Yeah, Yak Face reported this week that there's probably going to be price increases in 2022, which means that as a modern collector, I think it's time to reevaluate my strategy in collecting. Yeah. I just, I can't afford it. I mean, I think I'm going to guess that, you know, the, the vintage collection has another year or two. And I'm going to try to stick with that and, cl- and get those because I do like the aesthetic, that vintage feel. Uh huh. But if they're going to be just boxing things from now on, I don't want to just buy boxes. So any figures that I buy, they have to be ones that I really want. And then I'll, and then I'll open them. Yeah. They were, it was really disappointing. It, it didn't, it, it law had no aesthetic to it. It was just a white box with a really crappy picture of the figure on it. It had a really crappy figure in it and the plastic felt cheap. Like if you just pushed on it, it would fall apart. Yeah. It's like five points of articulation and they're about what, four or five inches. Yeah. They're not they're, vintage collection. No, they're, they're, I, I would say they're in between. Yeah. So five, five, five to six inches, but you know, they would be something cool for, you know, a five or six year old to play with. Yeah. And that's about it. Or a 10 year old, somebody that you, you know, you don't want them playing with your, uh, with your vintage stuff. Right. But yeah, it's time to tap out a little bit and, uh, and not get them all. Yeah. Sucks. It sucks. But what, it, I mean, like I keep saying, you got to vote with your vote with your wallet, but damn. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if not voting with my wallet would um, affect anything. I mean, it's just shipping and and the cost of production and all that stuff. It's all going up. And so it's just I only can collect the ones that I want. That means no more repacks. I don't care if there's new face printing. I'm not I'm not going to buy those. Um, you know, if it's a character I don't care about, then maybe it's a character I don't get. Right. You can't be a completist anymore. No. And it's just time to let that go. Right. Well, that's why I stopped. Go ahead. No, it's just time to grow as a collector. (laughs) Well, you are running out of space, too. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, That's That's the other motivating factor. Right. Well, you saw my neighbor when he helped us with that shelf. He was just like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. This people, a lot of people, when they're not prepared for this. and And then you don't realize how much stuff you have until you have somebody just walk in off the street or a friend that hadn't been in there in a minute and they're just like what the hell and then you're like yeah i kind of do have a lot of stuff yeah but it's contained to like one room so if you go into the well not your not yours (laughs) but for (laughs) other people it is contained to one room yeah i'm lucky i I mean yeah my wife has an huh yeah you're lucky your wife is supportive and right and she's able to you know she's a collector and supports the habit and buys me plane tickets to california to go to celebration even though she told me no six months ago and all of a sudden she's like go have fun um there you go but i don't know (laughs) yeah it just it i got a lot of shit yeah so yeah that's that there's lots of news this week did you uh get anything other than shelving units oh i got the mat uh i didn't pick up those figures something <laughs> did come in the mail oh the rebel rebel troop builder okay pack so i got that but 
but that's just a white box that I didn't open. So <laughs> why get those? Right. And it's just, I mean, I think the art's cool on it because it harkens back to the old school, uh, you know, like the Jabba or whatever, because they did a the, the line art on like some of the cheaper packaging. Yeah. But I don't know. As you can see, I'm, I'm kind of going through uh, uh, something here, <laughs> some sort of change. <laughs> You've got some feelings. I got some feelings about my collecting habits. And uh, yeah, it's just time to make an adjustment here. All right. Well, next week there's a show. So the Powder Springs show. So that, you know, yeah, I'll be going there and I'm still collecting. Don't get me wrong. I'm not closing shop. I'm just saying going forward, if Hasbro's raising prices and they plan on repacking things, how many stormtroopers do I really need? All of them. Oh, okay. Never mind. Are you building? My... It depends on if you're building dioramas or not. I'm not. Then you don't need any more. Right. Yeah, I don't. Uh, those only thing that really happened with me is those glasses, Burger King glasses, finally came in. So. Oh, they did. Yeah. And then I messaged him, and I'm like, "Dude, I've got them." And he's like, "We'll catch up when we catch up." He's like, "I may be at the Potter Springs show." I said, "I'm gonna be in New Orleans." I said, "I can hand them off to my buddy Jason." He's like, ah. "I'm like." He's like, I may not even go to Powder Springs, so don't worry about it. And then I'm like, Toilana? He said, sure. Oh, you're not here next weekend. Right. I'm going to miss that. Dad, we're we're going to miss, I think, half the shows this year uh, because we're just, we've got plans. Or my, I, It'll be one where my wife's out of town, so I'll go by myself. But yeah, we're it, the shows are looking rough this year for me. The Powder Springs? The Powder shows? Springs shows, yeah. The big yeah, shows no, we'll be at. I'm talking about recording our episode for next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll record it Wednesday night and we can get like a raw episode of Book of Boba. Maybe, but then it'd be a day late. No, like this Wednesday night. Oh, okay. Like right after you finish watching Boba. Okay. I don't know. Or do we'll, I'll do it Thursday. Piss the wife off and be like, I'm, instead of packing, I got to record a podcast. No, no. no. <laughs> maybe I'll just go to Powder Springs with your recording device and just ask people questions and throw something up for, yeah. for the week. Yeah. So how much new, you said there was a ton of news this week. There is a ton of news. And I, I was, yeah. So we'll go through the first piece here. I, I misunderstood. I thought that Lucasfilm and Hasbro made a deal to make figures through 2023. Mm -hmm. But the deal is that they'll start making Indiana Jones figures in 2023. Oh, that, that sucks. The, the contract that they've extended, they didn't say how long it goes until. Oh. Which I, I was initially concerned because I'm like, 2023, that only gives them like right now to make figures for the end of 2023. <laughs> but that's not the case. It's just starting Indiana Jones figures. And I might get one Indiana Jones, you know, like a Black Series, Adventure Series, whatever they're going to end up calling it figure. Uh-huh. And I will I will open it. What? <laughs> I will. I'll put it up on my bookshelf, but I'm not going to be as precious. But I don't know, like, what I want at Raiders, Indiana, or what I want at Temple of Doom, Indiana, because I do love the end of uh, Temple of Doom. Is it was he be like all stretched, not uh, ganked out or whatever? Instead of wearing he's, a jacket, he's he's in up. that white white shirt with his arm kind of ripped off, and he's got the machete. Oh. Hold on, lady, we're going for a ride. <laughs> so you like the sexy Indiana Jones? Uh, if you want to say it like that, yeah, I don't see him as sexy. I see him as adventure worn. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Oh, also, the new Boba Fett figure dropped this week. Yeah, 
which had me super confused. Sorry to sound like a YouTube there dropping the word super. I don't know if you've it, ever. It, I didn't get that it was a different because they they had sent sent me the email or sent us the email. Uh, Hasbro did, and I'm looking through it, and I didn't realize it was a totally different figure than the or not totally different. He just didn't have puffy pants or had puffy pants or whatever. Yeah, he didn't have MC Hammer pants. <laughs> But it was the same figure. Like I was very confused and going by memory. They, I was just like, "What? Wait, wait! Haven't they already announced this?" Yeah. And the price went down. Initially, they said it was twenty six bucks. They didn't announce it was a Target exclusive. And then the price went down to twenty bucks. Yep. And then it dropped at one, and it was available in the app. And I went to go hit add to cart pre order. And it said error, and I refreshed the page, and it was sold out. And I'm like, that's not right. They, there seems to be some sort of error where like things are ready to go at one o'clock, but the inventory is not set. Oh yeah, that's happened before, like on Hasbro Pulse. And so I think that's what happened here. And and about an, was an hour later, somewhere between thirty to sixty minutes, it became available, and I was able to pre-order it. But yeah, there's hopefully this one's going to be on a, a card back. Yeah. But yeah, it's the same figure. It's just weird. Like, why are they laughing at us? Are they, is this like a money grab? Like, what is going on here? Well, this Boba Fett has an extra ding on his helmet. This Boba Fett is looking left. This Boba Fett's looking right. He's got a new hat. <laughs> this Boba Fett has a top hat. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know, dude. It's weird. And that's part of the reason why I have to reevaluate what I'm doing here. Yeah, I don't blame you. If you're I'm just s- going to re- be releasing two of the same Boba Fett's within three months of each other, what what what's going on? Yeah. Why? Because they're effing with us. They are messing with us. Uh, the Yak Face is also reporting that another retro prototype figure is coming to Target. They have no idea what it's going to be, but they were speculating that it would be Chewbacca. But again, there's zero confirmation. That's just them speculating. But there's another prototype figure. I mean, if people are buying them, then they're going to be making them. I, yeah. I'm good with one, and that's it. One and done. Yep. I got my Boba Fett. I had the Vader, and then when I realized I could make $100 off of it, I sold it. Yeah. Because it was like, why am I holding on to this? And and it's sad because it's what, you know, you you're, you you don't want to get into this to make money. But then when you realize something you don't like is worth money, you sell it. Right. So, and then you buy more crap. And then Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who's been in Birds of Prey, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and Ten Cloverfield Lane, has joined the cast of Ahsoka. Yeah. No idea who she's playing yet. It might be a new character. I guess we'll could, see. Could it be Hera. That would be cool. It'd be I'm cool like, to see is her. She, is she a little young for Hera? I don't know. It depend. Hera, I would assume, would be in her 30s. But I don't know. The whole timeline, dude, I was trying to figure out the timeline with this book, with this new book of Boba Fett, and it's just, I can't figure it out right now as far as stuff that was said during book of boba fett and like the purge of mandalore when that happened and where it falls in the timeline and it just really confused me well the purge i think happens during the reign of the empire 
Right, it does, but where during where? the rainy? I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. So that's that. And then I thought John Favreau said the Mandalorian season one takes place five years after the Battle of Yavin. Yes. So that's two to three years after Return of the Jedi. See, that's where it got confusing to me because it's like, okay, you got the Battle of Yavin, but then you can't figure out where everything fits. You know, or I couldn't figure it out. Maybe I just didn't do enough research or I got frustrated and said, F it. There's about two to three year jump between each movie, though, right? I Original trilogy? Yeah. But if you're saying five years, then I think we're, I don't know, maybe a year after Return of the Jedi, two years. We're in that range. Yeah. And then I guess the question is at the end of season two of The Mandalorian, how far are we from? The Battle of Yavin. Yeah, because I think what they were saying, no, they were that was more with rebels, but still, you don't, you can't. It's just the rebels timeline is five years. The the shit hold the what do they call it? Epilogue or pre is oh, post? Is it an epilogue when it's after the something? epilogue of rebels? Yeah. Rebels is five years after the end of rebels, which we put it in the Mandalorian timeline. But it's lining up. Yeah. Yeah, boy, Rebel Season 6. Five. Five. Six seasons in a movie. Let's do it. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I don't even... How long (laughs) long till we see the Ahsoka show? I've delayed it. I've I've derailed you, not delayed. Yes, you have. You've totally of. I mean, I want Bryce Dallas Howard to direct a Star Wars movie at this point. I think there's uh, there's a real big push for her to do it. She's, yeah, she's a strong director. People are signing petitions, but it's like, what good is a petition going to do? Yeah. Yeah, what good is a petition if you don't have a script? Yeah. And See, I, I want a Mandalorian movie. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, we were talking about this last week. I don't, I don't know what we're going to get. Like, you know, Disney Plus, I guess it's just so... They don't have to pay for distributing because they've got the distribute, you know, they got Disney Plus to distribute it. So why would they put out movies when it's just as successful on Disney Plus? Right. And they'll just get more uh, sus- subscribers. I don't know. Is that the only way they make money on Disney Plus is subscribers? Because there's no yes. ads. Wow. Right. There's been rumors that they're going to move to an ad version like Hulu. Uh-huh. But for the most part, yeah. And it's you know, just I, subscribers. Yeah. I don't think I'd be that. I mean, I'm used to Hulu, the ad version of Hulu, but you're watching shows that have ads in them. So all you do, I mean, the only thing that annoys me with the ad version of Hulu is the ads are like three times louder than the show. So you have to mute it. So you can (laughs) even think. They used to do that on TV, but then I thought there was a law pass where they couldn't jack up the volume on purpose on, on ads like that. Yeah. And so that's why it's not like that on TV, but that doesn't apply to streaming services so they can do whatever they want. Right. The one the thought thing is that, that the thought uh, is that if you leave the room during watching a show and you go into your kitchen to get something to eat, you're far away from the TV. So the advertisers thought, well, we're just going to blare this so you could hear it in the next room. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But the, the one thing I do like about Hulu is there's a little countdown to the commercials so you could watch it. You know, you know exactly. OK, I got two minutes run yep is that time for a bathroom run, run or a coke run or coca-cola run you can also pause it now too <laughs> yeah 
You could pause it in the middle of. Yeah, you can. I dig Hulu. It's just, it is in my. It's funny how like everything's changed because we used to record everything on a DVR. Now it's just like, what are we in the mood to watch? And you just go find it. And it's tough to find things sometimes. I don't want to watch that. Yeah. I have access to every single movie that's ever been made on one device or another on one app, and I still can't find anything to watch. Yes. Well, that's why, like right now, I'm, I'm binging Dexter. I've never watched Dexter, so I have Dexter to go to if I can't find anything. And that's sort of the way our MO is we at least have one show we can binge watch where we have like eight seasons of it to where yeah. if you have nothing to watch, you can, you know, go to it. Plus, now a bunch of shows are starting back up again. Yeah, yeah. Did you do you watch it? Did you watch Ozarks? No, I never got past season one. Oh, it was just too intense. I don't know. It is. Isn't it? Huh? It's a well-made show. Maybe I'll, I'll finish at some point. But it's one of those where I I'm too busy watching where they shot it and trying to yeah. figure out where it is. To I enjoy it, but you miss stuff because you're like, I know where that is, and I know yeah. where that is, and yeah. holy crap, there was one part where he's driving, and I'm like. I told my wife, I'm like, babe, you don't recognize that? She goes, what? I said, they're driving down our street. They're driving down Bell's Ferry. And then there's a- Seriously? Seriously. I said, I know that I know that fence. And she's like, no. uh And then I don't know if, how far down you go past our, my house on Bell's Ferry. But if you go like another, if you pass Blue Cat, no, I think before Blue, yeah, before Blue Cat, there's a-, a auto repair place that says gerald's auto repair or something and there's a billboard above that sign that sign well they shoot that see where you see gerald's and then the billboard and they put superimposed whatever billboard they wanted and she was like oh shit i'm like yeah yeah that's funny yeah so i don't know if they used b-roll from season one because i know they were all up in here shooting season one stuff or they just decided to let's go down bell's ferry and shoot some stuff that's cool yeah and I swear, I've got to talk to my stepmom, but I swear I know the, the F- Snell's farm. I know that house, but I need to check with her to see if that's the house I'm thinking of. Mm. Because I know we have a friend that The Walking Dead went to him to use his house, and he told him no, because he didn't believe, he didn't like the show, or didn't like the concept of the show. Yeah, if it was Walking Dead season three, I'd be all in. Yeah. <laughs> Walking Dead season 27,000. No, uh, we're forcing our way through that too, just to see how it ends. No, nah, we dipped, we we tapped out what season I don't remember six or something like that. Now, if Fear the Walking Dead is way better because they've they're actually like killing people off, like main characters, so it, it keeps you on your toes. But Right now, it's really weird. We're in. They somebody released a nuclear bomb, so you could just tell the production value went to crap because all they had to do was blow some smoke and some red lights where they're at to make it look all eerie and shit. And yeah, that's all they're doing. Now, there's something about like so Game of Thrones. They killed off a couple main characters in the first season. You're like, oh wait, anybody in this show can die, right? But then it gets to the point where you're attached to these characters, and you can't do that without r- risking to. Um, lose your audience yeah that's what happened with game of thrones like uh, uh sorry walking dead is that too many of the characters that i did care about died yeah and i get that that's part of the appeal of the show that anybody could die in any moment <laughs> but at the same time well if if you're going to kill the characters that i care about then why do why should i care about your show 
Yeah. Wow. Well, you know how they ended the comic book, right? It just ended. Yeah, he's just like, I'm tired of doing this. Okay, Bob, I'm I'm gonna go home now. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm that's tired. I'm I guess I'm gonna go home now. That's basically what he did. Yeah. That's a Forrest Gump reference. He was running back and forth and he had people following him and one day he just stopped. I'm tired. I'm going home now. And everybody was following him like, wait, what about us? Well, it's your choice. Yeah, go home. The last piece of news that I had, EA Games announced that they'll be working on three new Star Wars video games, which is interesting because they've had 10 years to make video games exclusively, and they only popped out, what, three? Three or yeah. four? Um, they will be developed by Respawn Entertainment, the, the company that developed uh, Jedi Fallen Order. One of the games will be a sequel to that, which is cool. I'm excited yeah, that about that. That was a solid game. Another will be a first-person shooter, but I don't know if that's Battlefront 3 or if that's some sort of like Halo game or whatever. And then the third game they're developing is some sort of strategy game. It's probably going to be like a... Um, what is that game? I don't know. Uh, you probably have Knights, to... Knights, or no, it was Knight's strategy? That's what they call RPG, right? Yeah, role-playing game. Role playing game. Now, I think this is more in line of like you are the empire, you set up three battleships, and then you have to uh, set up a factory to make more battleships, and you know, you have to take over the plan. I, that's my assumption when I hear strategy game. Okay, sort of like Sims, but more evil. Yeah, Sims, they, they've had one like that before for Star Wars. There was um, Warcraft started off that way, there was Red uh, Command and Conquer was like that back in the day, if you remember uh-huh. that. That's no. what I that's what I think. Gotcha. That's what I think when I hear strategy games. Okay. Okay. I, I dude, I don't know. I I think if they did like a Halo game or something where it was a a, a campaign versus you know shoot em, first person shooter where you're yeah. fighting other people, that would be badass. It would. But yeah, that's all the news that I had. But it's going to be on play PS5, and I don't have a PS5, and I don't want to spend 500. Well, they're not even making PS5s anymore. But... It'd be Xbox too. Yeah, I don't want to spend five, six hundred bucks on a gaming on a gaming system. Yeah, it's not fun. No. And then Microsoft just bought uh, Activision, so all those exclusive games that were once PlayStation, they're going to be coming over to Xbox now. Hey, good for them. That's how you have to beat them. Yeah. Buy them out. So, yeah. What else? Oh, I don't have any more news. Unless you want to talk about Book of Boba. Yeah, we could talk about that. Is there anything else? I don't have anything, no. Yeah, I, I just... I was huh? trying to be flexible. Right. <laughs> flexible? Trying. We could talk about the NFL. Or... No, nah, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> But yeah, the return of the Mandalorian. Spoilers ahead. Yes. The um, um, book of Boba Fett is called The Return of the Mandalorian, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard and written by Jan- John Favreau. Yeah. It's a weird episode. It really, it, it basically was book, I mean, Mandalorian season three, episode one. Yeah. Is what it boils down to. But you knew, I mean, a lot of people were griping and moaning about this, but they did it in Bad Batch when they did a Hera 
centered episode. They've done it in, you know, pretty much every other season, every other show. So why are you surprised when you knew what we were getting into and you knew the Mandalorian was coming back? But I was just I was surprised where it's just like with Ahsoka, when they introduced Ahsoka, she's in the first shot. And of course, they did the same thing with Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, the intro was incredible. We're in a meat packing freezer and there's a bunch of Clatoonians working there. I love that no, none of the two, none of the, no two Clatoonians looked alike. Yeah. There was enough diversity in the makeup and the prosthetics that they, they took their time to, to show that there's different, there's variations in that race. Cause back in like Return of the Jedi days, they would just throw the same mask on two different people, just switch out the costume. Right. But that's not the case here. So it's pretty cool. But then we kind of, the camera pans in towards uh, those plastic drapes that they have outside of freezers to kind of protect the cold from going out and having some sort of barrier there. And we see a really familiar silhouette emerge on the other side. That's one of the things that I love about Star Wars is the silhouette mm-hmm. that you can like squint, squint your eyes when you're looking at a character and they've got distinct enough um, features where you know exactly what character that is. And so when the Mandalorian emerges, it's like, oh, here we go. That's him. That was a great way to introduce that character. In my yes. Opinion. Plus, it also was like the uh, swinging doors in a bar, like old school Western. Yeah. Yeah. So he enters the freezer. He goes into the back room looking for Kaba Baez. Uh, Kaba is another Klaatuni. He's kind of running the freezer uh, after playing coy and saying, I don't know who that person is. Mando puts a holographic chip on the table and it's basically, it is the same guy. It's Kaba. Kaba's men surround Mando and after Mando offers them the opportunity to walk out because he's got no quarrel with them, they decide to attack him. Actually, uh, he goes, right before, I, right before he says what? I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good read on that. <laughs> I practiced it this week. Okay. <laughs> I was ready for it. It's a good job. Thank you. And then uh, after a few attacks, Mando opens up the dark saber. He struggles with it. Uh, he actually cuts his leg with it. Yeah. Um, I was surprised to see Mando just slicing through people like nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've never seen Jedi kind of do that. They usually doing that with battle droids, not with creatures and aliens. So. Not at this scale, I should say. Yeah, they've done that. Like Mace Windu cut off Jango Fett's head, but it wasn't this violent. It wasn't this violent. So I was kind of surprised to see that. And I thought he was badass. He was like it was just a new side of things. And I, I guess I kind of assumed at the end of season two that he's kind of calmed down a little bit and wasn't as vicious because he's got a heart now. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty o- cool. It can only go so far. But I wondered, like, is this what we expected from Boba Fett the entire time through this the show? Yes. It and was. clearly they wanted to differentiate the Mandalorian from Boba Fett. And Boba Fett is growing and evolving. And he's not the bounty hunter that Mando is. He's something different now. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, this is totally what I wanted with the book of Boba Fett. I wanted to see Boba Fett kick some ass way more but i it, it's one of those where yes this is what i wanted out of book of boba fett but in a way i'm kind of glad we're they're slowing things down it, it, you know once you you got to get once you get unpissed off and you look at the picture and look at everything in a hole you're like all right this makes sense and i've also heard i, I don't i don't know if i can't remember if we talked about this or not but there was also rumors that 
John Favreau and Dave Filoni went to Lucasfilm and said, we want to do a Boba Fett show. And they said, no. So then they did the Mandalorian, which is what they wanted to do with Boba Fett. They just put Mandalorian in its place. So, yeah, I would imagine at the time, because they were going to make a Boba Fett movie called Tin and the code, the code word for the movie was Tin Cup. That's Uh what they were going to call it or Tin Can or something like that. And uh, there was the second celebration after Disney had bought Lucasfilm. They were going to do like a new director's meeting and uh, I have to look it up. Um, and uh, the director of the Boba Fett movie backed out at the last minute. He was sick, but he was making that fantastic for Josh Trank is his oh. name. Um, Josh Trank backed out because he was not feeling well. And so the whole rumor was that he was going to be developing the uh, Boba Fett movie. Um, and if you look in solo, we kind of mentioned this before, there's like three frames where Boba Fett's in the movie and it was supposed to be like a crossover moment. So he's there, but it's not kind of called out. So yeah. Where was I going with this? Uh, that this is what we were, so expect- we were expecting a Boba Fett show, but we got the Mandalorian instead. Oh, but to answer your question, that might be the reason why they said no to Boba Fett because they were making the movie and then they decided to pivot and, and, just go all in on Disney Plus. Gotcha. That's where I was going with that. All right. Anyways, he, uh, <laughs> the Mandalorian slices off the head of Kaba and he takes it away. He leaves off planet and we kind of moved to a ring world. Yeah. Well, we don't planet. know if we were on. No, we were. I, I think we were on the same place. Oh, are we? I think I, I would assume so because he doesn't have a ship at this point. And we don't know that he has a doesn't unless it just it's one of those where you just don't know. That would make sense. It was funny because Harrison and I were talking about Halo. There's a new Halo series coming, Uh and he had just seen the the trailer that day. And uh, Halo has a that's not a planet, but they have a world like that where they just live on a ring like that. And so we were just talking about that five minutes before we see it in the show. So it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I did notice they did have a blue haze surrounding the, the I don't want to say planet, the ring world. Uh-huh. Um, so this place has an atmosphere. It's not just just space. you know. Right. Anyways, Mando's limping through the street. He needs a back to pod. Um, there's an awkward elevator scene. There's an alien there that is in um, The Last Jedi. I think that's where we first see him. Oh. That species. Uh, the Mando emerges from the elevator and he's at a rooftop bar. He delivers the head and he wants for his reward. He wants information and some of the money. Um, he's given information how to access the substrata, which is the place underneath this ring world. He get back in, he gets back into the elevator and his toughness kind of recedes. He kind of humps over. He's in pain. He's wincing. Um, He's, he's struggling, but he's kind of taking his facade off because he's alone in the elevator. So we know that he is in pain because of the wound given to him by his darksaber. I do have the, to, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I should have said no, this in ahead. the fight scene, but I did kind of like how he get, that's, you never see somebody get damaged by their own, hurt right. by their own lightsaber. So that was kind of cool to see. Yeah. And he's not trained to use it. Yeah. And so of course he would hurt himself. Uh, because of a special filter in his helmet, he's able to see a secret code written on walls. This leads him to his kind. Uh, we kind of saw this at the beginning of Mandalorian season one. Uh, yeah. He goes down a, later, a ladder to a sub-level. 
Uh, it's almost like the sewers that we saw in, on Navarro. There is a long catwalk, which is probably probably meant to offload people from ships. Like there's some sort of cargo ship that goes underneath the place. You know, they open up their back and they use this catwalk to unload stuff. But the armor is at the end in meditation. Mando kind of walks down the stairs to get closer to her, but he collapses. Paz Vizla comes around to help with his wounds. The armor asks, how did he get that wound in the first place? And he says the Darksaber. Um, since the uh, Darksaber was created by House Vizla, Paz, whose last name is Vizla, treats it as if it's some sort of holy relic as he, as the Mandalorian hands it to him so he can take it over to the armorer. Well, the I mean, armorer. Let, me, let me interrupt you right there. It is a yeah. relic, dude. It. Yeah, you. I don't know if you under. I. I. No, and I, I don't it. even understand the lore. I was of the trying to explain how to describe it. Yeah. No, but it. Just. I don't. The next like five or whatever that just the lore of the dark saber in this episode was amazing, because you, right. you you're learning even more about it. So, but anyway, I. I yeah, no, I wasn't. Ahead. No, I get it. I was just trying to find a way to explain okay, it. Okay, gotcha. Just saying it's like a holy relic. Like it's precious. It's it's. Mandalorian doesn't treat it that way. He just treats it like it's a blade. Right. It's a weapon. And they're treating it like it's it's given to them by the Force or something. I don't know. Right. Which I guess it is. But anyways, the armor explains that the saber must be wielded by one who won it in combat. Um, if it's not that way, then the race of Mandalorians are cursed until someone wins it in combat. The saber was created a thousand years ago by Tar Vizla. Tar was once a Jedi and a Mandalorian. Mando is offered the opportunity to be with the, the armor and Paz um, to kind of stay with them. She's like, you can stay with us. And Paz kind of looks down at the Darksaber with great interest. Mm -hmm. We cut to a scene where they're setting up the um, the blacksmith, the, uh, what do you want to call it? The, 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 not the oven, the forge. She's setting yes. up the forge. And we learn that Moff Gideon, this is like a catch-up section, where we learn that Moff Gideon is with the New Republic and is going to go on trial. We know that the spear that the Mandalorian defeated Moff Gideon with is, is Beskar, and that it could actually pierce Beskar armor. And the armorer says that Beskar is for armor. It's not for weapons because of that reason. She wants to know what he wants to do with the 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 spear as she kind of takes it down into different pieces and he says he wants to give it to a foundling i.e grogu he wants to make some piece of armor for grogu um it's here that we learn that uh bo katan is kind of blamed for the reason why mandalorian was a uh, mandalore was fallen mm -hmm. why why mandalore fell i could speak i go with words <laughs> um and we cut to the scene where tie bombers are just dropping bombs and destroying Mandalore and uh, K2 droids are walking through the planet. That's it's apocalyptic. Yeah. Uh, there's fire in the background. It's almost like the scenes from the Terminator at the end where you see the, the or should I say at the beginning where you see the scenes of the Terminators walking through a destroyed world. Probe droids are in the air. They're covering the sky. They've got flashlights looking for any survivors because they're just going to kill all the Mandalorians that they can. Yeah, that was so cool. Just anytime you can see any reference to Mandalore or go back to Mandalore or see, you know, learn about it to me is amazing. 
the one thing I was waiting for was a Sabine mention when she was talking about the dark saber and Bo-Katan getting it or house rent or something. I was You're just always saying, waiting. I'm, always, I'm just like, say her name, damn it. And <laughs> say it, say it. And she didn't. Oh, poor Glenn. Yeah. He's always just on the end of his seat waiting for Sabine to come out. Yep. But the armor is uh, making little chain. She's probably making chain mail. She, we see the little rings kind of drop, and I took that to assume that they're making chain mail out of Beskar for Grogu. Right. The armor, we cut to another scene where the armor is teaching Mando how to use the Darksaber. But as they fight, the Darksaber is getting heavier and heavier mm-hmm. because he's fighting the blade. He's not fighting his opponent. I guess the blade and the person wielding it need to be as one. Yep. Probably like the Force. If, if no, you, you have to were work through the fo- up on your rebels, you'd know that the dark saber is a heavy sword because it's old. <laughs> but they're they're saying it's something different here. No, it's the same. It's almost the same scene. Yeah. As when at, when Kanan's teaching Sabine right. how to use a dark saber, it's almost same. You know, not word for word, but it's the same. It harkens back to that scene. Right, but it's it's almost like you need to be one with the saber because she kept saying. The saber cannot be wielded with strength. It needs to be a part of it. You need to be worthy of the saber right. to wield the saber. Yes, and you need and to let you need yet. to like open your mind up to it or whatever because it it, yeah. would, it kind of from if you go you know watch that episode of Rebels, it kind of bonds with you and you've got to bond with the sword if you want to use it. So I even had somebody somebody mentioned you know oh maybe maybe Moth Gideon he used that sword very awesome. You know, maybe he has the force, and it's like you, you don't need the force to wield the dark saber. You just need to open your mind to it. But yeah. I, it was just that how, how you just seeing him struggle with the dark saber the more he used it was was really awesome. Uh yeah. and, and I hope he can figure that shit out. Uh from there we cut to a scene where Paz Vizla walks out and he's decided to challenge Mando for it. I've been saying his name wrong the whole time. It's not Din Djarin, it's Din Djarin. So, message, uh, I've, I've noted that, and I won't be saying Din Djarin anymore. It's just Din Djarin. His first name is Din. His last name is Jarin. Yes. No one's corrected me on that. I just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I took, I took note. <laughs> sorry, I never corrected you on that. Did you know? Yes. I just oh. assume you you were that's how you said it. So no, I've been saying it wrong. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> back to the show. Rocket packs are surrendered. The two kind of walk out into the catwalk and Mando and Paz fight. Paz throws Mando from the catwalk after a while after going back and forth. On the catwalk. Yeah. On the catwalk. Buddy, buddy, on the catwalk. catwalk. <laughs> they do their little turn on the catwalk. Um <laughs> Paz grabs the dark saber. They're fighting on a little platform, and Mando is able to defeat defeat Paz without using Paz pause whatever. Paz, I don't care. He he defeats him with a little vibro knife. That was so awesome that you actually but, saw the knife vibrating. Yeah, but he's not. He, he's still not worthy of the dark saber because he can't. He can't wield it. He has to use something else to defeat Paz. No, I think he's. No, because he dropped, he's just not there yet. Yeah, well, he dropped the dark saber and Paz picks it up, and he can't even wield it because he's just—you could feel, you know—and this big, tall, you know, muscle of a man, mountain of a man, has trouble 
wielding the dark saber. So that tells you how heavy that thing can get. Yeah. And so here we get a little setup because he defeats Paz, Paz, and we get a little setup for I think season three of the Mandalorian. We'll see. Uh, the armor stops the fight and asks Paz if he's ever removed his helmet, and Paz says no. And then she asks the Mandalorian, and this entire thing just feels displaced because, like, why would you ask that unless you already knew the answer? I don't think she already knew the answer, but that was sort of going back to when he was in the coven. They'd always ask that. That was like her thing. That was like, you know, I guess this, yeah. that's just as much as this is the way. I think it's just a re reconfirmation of things. Yeah, but at the same time, it, it I know they've I know it's part of the universe. I know they've asked it. it. This this at this moment felt like she knew the answer. Yeah, she might have. Um so because he's taken his helmet off, he's a Mandalorian no more. And the only way he can be redeemed is by visiting the living waters in the mines beneath Mandalore. I don't know what that means, but it sounds very interesting. It, it was an I awesome, think, I think it's an awesome setup for Mando season three. And I don't know what this means either, but she turns her, she turns her back to him as he leaves. So when he enters the, enters the scene with her, her back is turned when he leaves her back is turned. So I don't, I don't know what that means. And then what did pa, Paz call him, like a, a Pollock or something? A, a, um, I, I, I looked, I had to put my uh, st uh, closed captioning on and it, it was. Yeah, he's basically telling, telling him to leave the, the not the coven, but the, that's another Halo reference. Leave the, leave the group, leave their belief, their, right. their brigade, their apostate or something like yeah, that. Yeah, apostate. That's what he called them, apostate. Yeah. Leave the apostate. Like, you're not part of this this club anymore. Okay. And it's interesting because, like, Bo-Katan says, no, that's not... They're, they're, like, this weird sect of Mandalorians who believe in the old way of things. And, um, and so I don't think... I still think he's a Mandalorian, but he believes so much into this thing because it saved him from the, the, the battle droids that he's still... He's, it's, he's committed to it. And and right? I, I would guess, but why the? I mean, if there's only two left, why would you want to rebuild that? I mean, you know, it, it seems like they're on their, you know, last leg. And, yeah. You know, Bo-Katan has a ship, has a ship, and she's got even though she, you know, she's got two other Mandalores, but she at least has, you know, seems like she has more to offer than the sect that wants to remain in in hiding. So well, why would you remain? Huh? Go ahead. But why would you want to keep be with this sect that you know wants to remain in hiding versus Bo-Katan, which is, you know, got more to offer, or at least that's what I think. I think they've been underground for so long that they're just still remaining underground. Also, there's a sect of Mandalorians don't that don't approve of their beliefs. Right. You know, you can take off your helmet and be a Mandalorian. Yeah. That's it's just your weird cult essentially that believes this thing. Yeah, and I, that's basically what I would call those guys. The armor and uh, Paz, is, Paz is, is a cult. So if you don't know better, then you don't know. Right. Um, so I, that's just my assumption. I don't know. We haven't got that far yet. Right. So I think that's set up for season three. We're going to see the mines, the living water beneath the mines of Mandalore at some point. Yeah. Plus he's wielding the Darksaber. So I don't know. Maybe he has some sort of vision when he goes down there. 
be cool. Anyways, the Mandalorian takes public transportation to Tatooine. There's an RX droid there, a Rex droid, asking him to dump all his we- weapons. It's kind of funny to see him, you know, dump the the bombs and the grappling hooks and all his rounds and even the dark saber as as all these passengers are just nonchalantly boy- boarding the Star Cruiser behind him. Yeah, um, I was expecting him to have more crap, but yeah, it, that should have gone on for like another thirty seconds with just dumping all kinds of stuff in there that would have been cool and i was also expecting when he gets to tatooine when they open up the the case there'd be nothing in it that, oh but that's not the case either. no it was just a moment of levity i guess after this whole scene where he's he's kind of kicked out from the thing that he believes in and the thing that he's working for to support he's kicked out of it so i guess yeah. it was just moment moment of levity yeah but we do see the mandalorian chilling at the back of this cruiser there's a little Rodian that's peeking out behind his seat and he's green he's got large eyes and it reminds Mandalorian of Grogu and he kind of picks up the little package of chainmail, and it's, it's round and the, the corners have kind of been pulled tight to look like Grogu's it's, it's Grogu's silhouette, you know, the, yeah. the, the, I didn't uh, put the Romulan and Grogu together, but that, yeah, I did. I totally picked up on that bag, but yeah, yeah that was a good little foreshadowing. Yep, that's that's kind of what I took that as. And so they drop the Mandalorian off. They're, the gates in the background here are lifted directly from uh, Ralph McQuarrie art. There's, mm-hmm. And they kind of use that on uh, Jakku. But here they've used it and put it on Tatooine most easily. And I'm really surprised Disney didn't put the Halcyon in the background of one of those figures, one of those shots. Just to kind of be like people be like, there's the Halcyon, I'm going to go stay on that. I'm still waiting for Batu to show up at some point. Yeah, I think it will. They've already hinted at it. I expected it in season two of The Mandalorian. And I, I, I just go at nighttime when Disneyland is closed and film there. Yeah. Like, you don't need to build sets. Well, you've got the volume, dude. You could totally tell in that meatpacking set that it was all fake. No, that was real. That was a real set. Well, you could tell some of it was you know, like some of the background images or whatever. Like when he's walking in the door, if you look to the left, it to me it just looked fake. Not uh, fake, but it was good. Don't get me wrong. But it just you could tell it looked like it was the volume. No, that didn't look like the volume like Ringworld okay. did. Like to me. What? Okay. Ringworld, Halo. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That all looked like volume to me, but the meat packing place didn't. That looked like a real virtual set. Not gotcha. a virtual set. Only. Uh, uh, I got just... all right. <laughs> I I understand what you're saying, man. Yeah, I don't think I understand what I'm saying. But, <laughs> but you look like it was. Yeah, I don't even know what. It, yeah, it wasn't virtual. It wasn't the volume. It was right. Whatever. So here we here we go back to Peli Peli Motto, and a BD droid from Jedi Fallen Order pops out, and this is the thing out of all the Easter eggs and references and everything that's come before that that excited my son was the BD droid from from a video game. It was a cool reference. It is, but he doesn't. He doesn't know Max Rebo. He doesn't know. <laughs> oh, the whole after whole. Okay, I got you. Yeah, after, after whole show. Rex. I mean, he kind of laughed at Rex, but I mean, he was Star Tours has kind of changed where it's it's C three PO that now drives the ship, not the RX droid, right. the Rex droid. Yeah. Um, and so he, he, this was the thing. Oh, well, I guess he's now part of the Cantina, Olga's Cantina. But anyways. This was the thing that got him really excited out of everything I've ever seen. It was the BD droid from Jedi Fallen Order. Anyways, 
there's a womp rat that's loose in Pelly's shop and uh, they're trying to, to nag it and the BD droid goes after it and it's kind of attacked and Pelly is trying to rescue that droid and then she gets attacked and it's Mandalorian that kind of shoots the, the, the and it's funny because after he shoots her, shoots the womp rat, she's like, um, put that thing on the grill because I don't want it to be gamey. Yeah. So it's like this this pest in their shop is now going to be their dinner. Right. But we do learn that Mando's on Tatooine because Pelly says she's got a replacement for the ship. There's a lot that goes on here. And so I'm just going to kind of skip over some of the beats. I'm not going to hit, you know, beat for beat. But she does unveil an N1 starfighter that is from Naboo. She says that she'll make the ship faster than a Fothier, which are those horse-like creatures from The Last Jedi. Um, additionally, she says this ship can jump into hyperspace without a docking ring, which is what Jedi star cruisers used in Attack of the Clones and, and Revenge of the Sith. They would attach, attach the ships to a ring, which would bring it into hyperspace. It was a cool reference. I think it, yeah. How do you want to say what that, that one reference did to... Yeah, I mean, uh, last week, yeah, the the N one Starfighter was selling on eBay for thirty five to fifty bucks, and you, this week after, you couldn't give that those things away. People no. laughed at that ship, and now those things are selling for anywhere between two hundred to three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, and, just and because it, it's appeared on the Mandalorian. Somebody actually spray painted one silver and was trying to sell it for a thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> everybody just calm down because, uh. Hasbro's going to be making a ship at some point. Yeah. Uh, an official released ship. And also the prices of this thing is going to come back down. I don't know if it's going to go back down to 35, 50 bucks. Usually when things jump like this, they calm down, but they never go back to where they were. Yeah. So it's probably going to be about a hundred bucks. Do you want to talk about your feelings on him having that as a ship? Or do you want to get a little bit further into the, the thing? Oh, uh, let's, let's go through the play by play and then we'll get into it. All right. Because I also knew that the Mandalorian was in the episode before I even saw, even before I kind of woke up that morning. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. Anyways, she convinces Mando to rebuild the ship. Did you get the thrust capacitor joke? Uh, where evacuate your bowel or whatever. That no, she was or... saying some sort of like, you need a thrust capacitor. Uh-huh. That's a reference to the flux capacitor. Oh, you didn't pick up on that? No, I kind of, it, it's one of those, you, you were like, am I hearing it? But you don't. Yeah, there was so much going on. There's so many different references. At one point, Pelly admits that she dated a Jawa for a while and said they were furry, quite furry, which is like, what? Yeah. What? And then the Jawa hits on her. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> it was, I need to watch that, like that. Yeah, that episode, you need to watch it probably four or five times because there's just so much going on. Yeah, she's just fast with her references and everything that's going on. The Mandalorian is stripping the, the paint from the Starfighter to give it a, a chrome look, kind of like the um the the, the original Razor Crest. We see a new gonk droid that's powering the ship. Jawas pull a cryogenic density combustion booster from a Pike ship, and they put it into this new N1 Starfighter. Um, Pelly gives us the entire situation of what's going on with the Pikes at the ground level. So we're not looking at it from boba's point of view we're looking at it from people in the streets mm -hmm. everything has gone to hell she says this everything's gone to hell since the pikes have moved in everyone's afraid law enforcement's not doing anything they're not going anywhere near them if boba fett comes in and clears the situation he's going to be a hero in the eyes of the people who are afraid of them yeah 
So anyways, they, they pull after this whole scene of them rebuilding the ship and dropping all these references, it kind of felt like Iron Man making his suit in the original yeah. Iron Man movie. It's this whole it was montage. a fun yeah, it was a fun little montage, probably one of the best montages. Did you uh get the reference of when they Jawa showed up with that long stick or yes. whatever it was? Yeah, yeah. It it took me reading it and I was just like, Oh, that's a yet another like nerdy Easter egg. Yeah, that's from the uh trash compactor. Yeah. In the original A New Hope. That's what they try to use to brace the walls from closing I, I, in on them. I do have to give me a, a proud husband moment. I looked at my wife and I said, there's an Easter egg there. And then she went, is that the thing that they tried holding the trash compactors walls back with? And I was like, you know, you're Star Wars. Yeah, boy, <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Because like, I, it's hard, I, I guess, because I watch it at like five o'clock in the morning and I don't want to play it too loud because I know she's still sleeping. So I, it takes me like rewatching it. So you miss that the first, go, right, you know go through so i catch it the second time or i'll read about it and then i can catch it when it when you see it again but that yeah you know it's just a cool little reference cool little easter egg yeah yeah it's always fun when they drop these things in and we're going to get into more easter eggs here in a minute all right because uh this thing looks like a hot rod they kind of wheel it out even though it's hovering i know there's no wheels so don't at me um but now it's now a souped up n1 starfighter it's got it's a hot rod it's got guns on the front it's got this giant engine uh that was some sort of uh pre uh, old republic re- they pre-galactic era engine or something like that yeah anyways they took the droid part part out and they made it a place where he can put his bounties that was one of the things i was concerned with like if he's going to be a bounty hunter you can't really put overweight characters in there you got to be pretty thin yeah or that's just a place for grogu it could be both. Yeah. I yeah, we'll get into it. I've got I've got my thoughts. I mean, it was a cool ship, but it it can't be a permanent ship for him. So then the Mandalorian starts up the ship and he takes it for a spin and he's flying through the Boon to Eve classic pod racing course. Yeah. As we saw in the Phantom Menace, which I'm like, holy crap. And some of the gra- all the graphics here looked like cinematic level special effects. These didn't look like uh, uh cheapo graphics that you would see like on agents of shield or something like that you know this is cinematic level visual effects work right this and is why the speeder chase looked like shit so we could get this maybe <laughs> um but yeah this is exactly as we saw in the phantom menace it's it would hold up to any star wars movie um he's blasting through beggars canyon i don't know if you noticed it the, the amount of detail is insane mm-hmm. there's a ramp they blast past it's the same ramp that anakin uses to take off and kind of shoot up into the air and jump ahead of sebulba uh-huh. but there's like a gate at the off ramp and he blasts through that gate and it just splinters it's all wood so it's just splinters if you pause it the gate's still there in the ground covered in dust yeah that, that i saw that later on yeah or you know when on facebook or whatever but that was cool yeah, I mean, yeah. So like, they're paying attention. They're they're making all these references. They're respecting what came before. So, I appreciated that. And uh, and from there, he kind of blasts off into the atmosphere. There's an awesome the, shot of him piercing the clouds. The only thing that 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 whole scene missed was when they showed the womp rat. Was him shooting the womp rat? <laughs> he needed to shoot that yeah, womp rat. 
that is Beggar's Canyon. Yeah. Um, that he was blasting through. That's what uh, Luke Skywalker would fly his T-16 Skyhopper through and he would blast those Womp Rats. Yeah. That's what you're referencing. Yes, he needed to, because they, they show a Womp Rat and it's right there and they show him flying over it and it just, he needed to hit it. But I guess maybe right. they didn't want to piss somebody off. Um, from there, uh, Mando is flying around that star cruiser. It's the same star cruiser, I think, because the Rodian kid is still there and he's kind of looking out at them and Mando is speeding around it and he's coming back to the planet and we see a couple X-Wings pull up beside him. Essentially, he's being pulled over for speeding too close to the uh, star cruiser. And uh, yeah, they, they decide to let him go, but not before one of the, the X-Wing pilots, a familiar pilot we've seen before, start to ask him questions about an Imperial remnant that was, you know, blown up on a planet. What are you playing with Thrawn there? Yes. Yeah, here you are. You're playing with Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yes, I have a um, Grand Admiral Thrawn and a little Boba Fett. On my... Yeah. <laughs> well, I have Ahsoka here. Ooh. Did you, anyway. oh, is that Galaxy of Adventure Ahsoka? Yeah, it's Galaxy of Adventure Ahsoka. Okay. Cool. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's a reference to previous versions of pre uh, season two of, of season one. Oh, wait, was he only in season two? Of, the X-Wing commander? Yeah, well, I think the end of season one, I don't know, but I, yeah. He I, shows up in season two. He was in on, season He was in season one a little bit. Yeah. Because he, he's the one that throws the uh, shield at. Right. What's her face? Right. And then he shows up again on the ice planet in season two. But anyways, he's back again. He's going to question the Mandalorian about that. And Mandalorian just takes off just using sub sub light speed thrusters or something like that. And Amanda lands back on the planet and uh, Pelly asks him how it was. Amanda says, wizard, was wizard, which again is another reference to Phantom Menace. That's what uh, I don't think it was Anakin says it. I think it's his buddy. Yeah. Oh, what's his face? Anyways. The other little slave kid. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. And then uh, Pelly says that someone was looking for him, but Pelly locked the, the, the friend out. And then we see Fennec kind of clump, climb over the security system and get to Mando. Um, she wants to hire him for muscle. Mando says he'll do it on the house. He's not going to accept payment, probably because they helped him get Grogu to Luke Skywalker. But first, before he helps Boba Fett, he needs to repay a visit to another friend. To a little green friend. I thought he just said a friend. Or whatever, a little friend or something. He little just friend. he totally made a Grogu reference. And then it, oh, of course. I have to make yeah, I have to visit another little friend. Yeah. And then we kind of cut and I'm like, wait, hopefully we get back to Boba because this is the book of Boba Fett. This is yeah. not I don't want another episode where he goes off to find Grogu. I, I have the a Boba Fett stuff. I have a theory. Go ahead. Is I think they finished the flashbacks last episode. Yeah. Now instead of flashbacks, we're gonna get it cut scenes with Mandalorian and Grogu. They have because you have to finish that storyline up to get Mandalorian back to Tatooine to fight the Pikes. Well, I mean, he can go off world and do his thing, and that saves them money from having to redo Luke Skywalker <laughs> visual effects. That's an, uh, maybe what what if we get Sebastian Stan playing uh, Luke Skywalker? 
you know, or, for it. or even the guy that sat in for Luke Skywalker was, or, you know, that, that they put the stuff on still looked good. Yeah. He was, he was close enough. Yeah. I have a feeling we're no. going to see Luke and Grogu in this next episode. It may only be for 15 minutes, but we're going to see Luke and Grogu in this next episode. I would prefer Boba Fett going out and looking for muscle and hiring Cad Bane and Bosk and all them. We're going to get that too, but we're going to get Luke and Grogu in this next episode, or at least Grogu, because we've got to figure <laughs> out why, what he made him. My whole frustration with, with the show so far is like, I like the modern stuff. Give me more modern stuff. Yes. And you get little, little trails of, of the modern stuff here. You get like five minutes here, 10 minutes there. And and last episode, we're finally, yes, we're caught up. Yes, we, we're in the modern era. We're not going to get any more flashbacks. And then Mandalorian. Yeah. It's like, oh, come on. I love this stuff, but I, I want the modern stuff. I want yeah. the Boba Fett stuff. Like, that's what I want. I, I yeah. I can see that. I, I Yes, that's I'm, I'm the same frustration with you. That, yes, I want to see Boba Fett be Boba Fett. I don't want to see him even though riding riding with the womp the wampas the sand people was awesome you know it was a good story but it's not what i wanted out of this this book of boba fett because the original original trilogy always skirted around the underworld stuff you would see yes. pieces of it you would see bounty hunters you would see gangsters but they weren't the focus of things and the book of Boba Fett kind of made me think that we're going to see the focus of that, but it really hasn't been like, it's just been, yeah, the pikes are a problem. I need to take care of them. The pikes are a problem. I need muscle. The pikes are a problem. Let's go back to Tuscans. It's not like, I want to see the dynamic of that. I want to see the deals. I want to see the Godfather in star Wars. I, yeah. And I thought that's what we, yeah, we talked yeah. about this. That's what we thought we were going to get. That was one of our theories, but instead we're getting him in a back to tank with, flashbacks right now i what would be cool is if you're gonna you're gonna see him become the godfather and then that carries over in the mandalorian season three i don't know i don't i i think the way to look at this is this is like an appendage of season two and season three yeah it's like a well, 2.5 or something well i think we need to even look bigger this is not Mandalorian season one, Mandalorian season two, Boba Fett season one, Ahsoka season one. It's a very long story that they're telling told out through different series. It's almost like, it's like the Marvel universe. It's just on TV shows now. And it's just the one cinematic universe. This is the Star Wars universe. And they're progressing what's going on in the galaxy, using all these shows as tools and vehicles to do that. I totally think that's what they're going to do. And that's how I think you, yeah, you're right. You need to look at it that way, that it's a big, what you, we, we saw what they were doing 10 years ago when they started Spider-Man and now right. it's, you know, rolled into it. And then all of a sudden you have ago. this, oh, well, shoot. Yeah. God, it's been that Just long. Just to let you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's 2002 when that first Spider-Man came out. Damn it. But they've been, Marvel's been doing this for 20 years then. So, and Star Wars has just been doing it for the last two years. So Star Wars has got a lot of catching up to do, I think, but I can't wait because this is, this is the stuff we love. I enjoyed the yeah. Marvel stuff. Don't get me wrong, but this is my bread and butter Star Wars. So I can't wait for them to do that. So, yeah, I liked the episode. I, I thought it was badass. There's some 
great action scenes. I love the lore that's progressing the Mandalorian a little bit and kind of setting things up for season three. Um, they're probably explaining, look, he can't just use the Darksaber because it's it's too difficult for him. Um, but I woke up Wednesday morning and my uh, uh, I get alerts for YouTube because I have that Mandalorian march that I posted oh. from Celebration. Uh-huh. I woke up. I checked my emails and I had like 15 comments on that video on Wednesday morning. And I'm like, well, I guess that settles that. The Mandalorian's trending again. <laughs> because this happened during season two of The Mandalorian. I, I had this big increase on, on viewers and comments on that video. Damn. And then season two ends and it goes to back down to like zero. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden on Wednesday, it just spikes. And it's it's continued to rise ever since then. So it's like The Mandalorian's back. He's trending. He must be in this episode. Yeah. Well, I don't think they kept it a very, it wasn't a very well-guarded secret. No. Anyway. no, they did foreshadowing. They did yeah. that on purpose. But Filoni is directing the next episode of The Mandalorian. Right. Oh, my God. You, I was thinking Luke was going to train him on the Darksaber. What if Ahsoka trains him on the Darksaber? With Dave Filoni. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, like do you show up and uh, Luke's there with uh, <laughs> with Ahsoka? What if we don't get Luke? What if we get Ahsoka and Grogu where she's training Grogu? It's possible. Anything's what? possible. Oh, my God. It's it. Jesus. Anyway, that would be awesome, too. And have, have both of them training. And Grogu, oh, could you imagine Grogu having a little mini lightsaber and him and, him and Mando are learning how to train lightsabers at the same time no, no. use lights oh. it'd just be it'd be cute i don't think it'd be it would be freaking incredible it would be I, awesome. anything they give us would be awesome yeah i don't I, think ahsoka's coming back i don't have anything I, I don't have anything it's just i'm, I'm spitballing right now i have yeah. a, you know we're gonna see if he's going to go see Grogu, we're going to end up seeing Luke or Ahsoka. And I think he's going to ask one of them about the dark saber and help him learn about it. Yeah. Cause he needs, Absolutely. he needs training with it. Yeah. Especially if he's going into battle and he lost his, he, he used his uh, spear to make armor for Grogu. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get back to the ship. Okay the thoughts on that. Cause we're, we're going off on Grogu and, and anyway, I don't, it's too small of a ship for Mando, man. Why would he, I mean, I can understand if he doesn't have a choice and he needs a ship yeah, buying it, but why it, it it's a cool reference and it's a cool thing. And it was a cool montage. And, but to me, if you want to be a bounty hunter and you need a, you know, cause ships hold two, they're two things. They're a place to live. They're your house and your means of transportation. So why would you get a ship that you can barely fit in if you need a house too? Yeah. Yeah. He's got the uh, carbon chain, carbon freezing chamber there too. So he can't do that. He lost some of his capabilities. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is that they're setting up season two, season three of the Mandalorian. He, he's, I don't know, maybe he's going to be, in need of star fighting for some reason or maybe he gets a badass base or gets a badass ship to where you can dock that ship into that into his new ship possibly 
it, it was cool, but I just, it's not the right fit for Mandalorian. It's not the right fit for a bounty hunter because every bounty hunter has a big ass ship, has a, has a gunship, not a starfighter. Right. I don't know. We'll just see what happens, I guess. I, I was okay with it. I just, it was just too much of, I don't know. Was it too much fan service? If it's Anakin's actual N1 fighter, then yes. Okay. It's too much fan service for me, but I'm okay with it. Like, I'm all right. I'm okay. Yeah. We're fine. We're all fine here. How how are you? <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was a good little reference. It was a good little oh shit. It was, you know, well, when she first, uh, when, you know, you see it and it's covered up, I'm like, Is, are those pod racing engines? But it was. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. That can't be a ship. You can't pod race in space. Yeah. But yeah, they, I mean, it's different. So we'll see. I liked, I did like how he stripped the, the paint off of it and made it all chrome. Like it was the Razor Crest. Yeah. And was the Razor Crest the, the name of the ship or was that the type of the ship? I, the way they're talking about it, I thought it was the model or the type or whatever. Yeah. She's talking like she wants another Razor Crest and, oh, you can't find them or whatever. So I think it was just the name, the, the, the model of the ship. But yeah, I mean, okay, sure. Yeah. It's I fast. Know. I just don't know how he's going to, like we were talking about before, how he's going to put bounties into the back of that thing. Unless he cuts them up. He brings them in cold. <laughs> unless he, Yeah, unless he plans on just bringing heads everywhere. <laughs> Or that droid, well, no, that droid spot, I'm sure, is really small, so you can't fit a person in it. It'd be a palace for Grogu. Yes, it would. Oh, my God. Could you imagine him bringing Grogu back to battle? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) No. Nope, I don't. (laughs) So... Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next episode to see where they take it because this was a, an unexpected turn. Um, so hopefully they have more unexpected turns. But I I do like the crime lord element of the show and I just want to see more of that. Can we yeah. get to that, please? Please. please. I please, think it, please. I think they'll set it up at the end and then we'll see it in Mando season three. I don't know. Unless Tamora Morrison's going to be too busy playing Rex in the Soka show. I just don't want a, a season of a show to be set up for another season of a show. Yeah. Tell your story. Oh, jeez. I don't know. Whatever. Have a good yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all fine here. Read the ending, Jason, because I don't okay. know what else to say. <laughs> thank you for th- thank you for listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. If you could, please leave a like and a review or five-star review would be great of yes. the show anywhere you listen to the podcast. It really helps us out and it points people to our show. Follow us on social media. You could find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Send us an email or message us. We'd love to hear feedback. And we try to incorporate that into the show. Our email is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Afonso Riviera for the Smugglers Galaxy logo and to Levi Waterhouse for the music. Be a positive force in collecting this collecting community. This is, this is-